Welcome to Household 6. We are two seasoned Army spouses who want to encourage and empower you to leave your duty station better than you found it. We're your hosts, Margo and Kathleen, and we're so happy you're here. Today on the podcast, you'll hear Mandy, Kathleen, and a few other spouses from Fort Polk sit down with Garrison Commander Colonel Sam Smith and Command Sergeant Major Nielsen. They're going to talk about some of their pain points as a military spouse, things that they wish they would have known earlier in their journey as a spouse, and how the Army is working to improve quality of life across the board. I hope you enjoy listening to the conversation. I know that I did. Without further ado, here's the roundtable discussion. I can start. I'm Mandy Afoa. My husband's a captain. I have three kids, seven, five, and three, and I'm originally from Wisconsin. I'm Lauren Jewett. My husband's also a captain. I have two kids, four and two. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Holly Craig. My husband is a staff sergeant. No kids. And I'm originally from Indiana. Caroline Meese. My husband's a specialist. No kids. Just a wonderful dog. And I'm from North Carolina. I'm Bailey Stanley. My husband's a captain. And three kids, nine, five, and three. And we're from Ethiopia. I'm Kathleen. I'm from North Carolina. My husband's major. My daughter is seven. You can do it. Good job. Yes. yes. <laughs> Behind, I don't know if you knew this, we were stationed together four years, six years ago. In Savannah. Together? We were yes. neighbors. Did you know neighbors. each other? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so our relationship, the military is small. It is. I, smaller. I tell everybody, Mandy and I both cried when she was coming here, me for joy and her for oh, yes. sorrow. <laughs> Yes, yes. So Colonel Sam Smith from Maryland. I do not have any kids. The goal is for my partner and I to have a kid in the next year or so. We've been making the our careers a priority. I've been the Army a priority for a long time. And so now we're going to try to balance it from Maryland. And I'm a colonel. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm privileged to be one. There we go. Sergeant Major Stephen Nielsen. I was born and raised in Riverside, California. I've been married for 28 years to my wife, Sarah. Two kids, two boys. One is 21 and the other is 16. Perfect. Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major is making me feel bad. So her and I have known each other for 10 years, and we've been together for about nine. And so we met at a bar in Baltimore. And so Sergeant Major said how long he's been with his wife. And I was like, ooh, her and listen to this. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say how long. I had one mistake. I know. And that yes. you remember. And that I remember. Yeah. Yes, me. Our anniversary is December 1st. So let's start with Colonel Smith kind of asking just general questions to just kind of get it your thoughts processing and just kind of the direction that maybe we can stem some of the feedback for him too. Okay, so what Sergeant Major and I want you to know from us here today, and if you haven't heard from either your spouse on insulation is, we are your garrison command team. And what that means is I'm not, we are not the 310 Brigade Commander, Command Sergeant Major, we're not a battalion commander or commander that's in charge of any one of your your spouse or, or your husband, but we're your garrison command team because part of the garrison mission is we are responsible to manage everything that, not everything, most of what you touch, what you use, where you live, childcare, education, housing, employment, commissary, water, electricity, all of that impacts you and your families. And that's what the garrison does, is to make sure, one, we provide the senior commander in the Army units that are ready to deploy from here to go if they have to go anywhere. And then second, to make sure we are giving you programs and services for your family. That's what a garrison does. And so in 
in that framework, what's really important for us to know your feedback is, can you talk about the challenges or how you were, when you found out you were coming to JRC and Fort Polk, how was that? How were you integrated? What challenges and concerns did you have? And then what would you recommend that we could address to fix those challenges you may have experienced? Something I experienced, and I feel like it was kind of a theme that I've heard, is it's hard to get information mm -hmm. about programs. A lot of advertising is lacking. I was lucky that my neighbors were plugged in, and so I was able to get word-of-mouth information, but I think not everybody has that. Not everybody has a contact that knows what's going on here. So so off of that coming here, did you have a sponsorship program? Did you Were you connected from somebody, or did you just find somebody who knew somebody who was here? I posted on spouse pages mm -hmm. and connected, and I thankfully ended up on a street that had a bunch of really great women. So, I mean, I, I lucked out that the ladies I met were plugged in and they could tell me where to go. But searching through all the different Facebook pages that are available and trying to find information was a challenge or you would find information and then it wasn't necessarily up to date or accurate. So I feel like finding information is so that you bring up a great point. And it's because of what you just said that, so we we try to connect on social media, right? And to your point about how spouses connect on social media and spouses page, mm -hmm. but commanders aren't in those, mm -hmm. right? And so what I'm trying to figure out is, what I would what I would love to see is those questions you have at your previous duty station, you go to Jared's team Fort, Fort Polk Facebook page and you ask your question. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Yeah. A commander's gonna respond to you. Yeah. You're going to get those resources, but yeah. you're in the spouse page that a commander never sees, and so I don't know it's a problem, or we don't know it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. And then all these spouses get frustrated, and I'm like, oh, how do I get in there? Because if I infiltrate that, people yeah. won't be honest, or you <laughs> yeah. know, they won't tell me what's really going on. Yeah. So you know, we I just created a handle for the JRC and Fort Polk Garrison Commander where I can go on every social media and now I can like or respond to any comment. Because before I only had my personal one and I wouldn't touch a comment with a 10 foot pole, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, oh, that's personal. But now I have a Garrison Commander one, I'm gonna respond to that and say, hey, you have a challenge? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna private message you and then we're gonna help you. Yeah. Do you feel like when you first move to somewhere like Fort Polk, your mm -hmm. mind is kind of flooded anyway, and you might not mentally be prepared to hear what you are actually looking for oh, in absolutely. the spouses page, so it's kind of easier to I think stay I, away from the JRTC Fort Polk page? I think that, yeah, there is some personal responsibility that, like, I think everybody knows the reputation about coming to Fort Polk. Like, when I found out we were coming here, I cried. I had a little self-pity weekend. I personally got on the spouse page and asked for positives because I was like, I've already heard the negatives. Mm -hmm. But I think there is some personal responsibility that you have to be willing to hear what's positive Absolutely. as well. Did but Seeking the positive, did you find it? I did, yes, okay. yes. I have, I have a question for you, ma'am. Yes. Obviously, captain, spouse, mm -hmm. right? What did you see at other installations for getting that information to you? you didn't see here at Fort Polk other than what you just said. So is the challenge Fort Polk or is it everywhere? I think 
to some extent, it's everywhere. One thing specifically, like, I've been here for almost three years, and I still forget what time the PX closes. But depending, <laughs> when I Google it, depending digital on Digital Garrison app! Like, Download the Digital Garrison like, app! It's like, oh, it closes at 6, or it closes at 7, and I'm like, does it close at 6 or 7? Yeah. Which one? So I, I think that I don't recall that being an issue other places, like being able to Google something and find it, but I feel like I get different phone numbers for places or different times for places depending on what link I click if I Google something real quick. So it's not all up to date. So the plug, Digital Garrison app. And the reason we're the only yeah. went to this is because of your, your feedback yeah. is you whoever pays for the ad or the search engine to come up first yeah. is the information you're gonna see when you Google it. Yeah. But if you download the Digital Garrison app, then it's on Star Major. He's responsible <laughs> to make sure that all the team has that updated. And if it's not, yeah. then you know, he takes that one. Do any of you ladies have that downloaded? <laughs> I do. So then if you have a question on ACP2, what time does it close? I, I will download the app though. What, yes. was one, what was the one comment from yesterday when we talked about your daily struggle? So for me, for the street that I live on, a huge issue for us has been stray animals. Mm. And the fact that there is, it appears that there's nobody responsible for it. So when we call, like our neighborhood calls the MPs frequently because of animals. And the MPs will come and check out the situation and then they'll say, well, it's up to housing to deal with it. And so then the next day we'll call Corvius and Corvius say, well, you can call the MPs. And the MPs say it's Corvius and Corvius says it's the MPs. And so it's just this constant runaround. And animal controls in Alexandria. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, there's a lot of misperceptions on, mm -hmm. on that aspect. And we, we figured this out a couple months ago, two months ago. We had a lot of feedback from the community to your point. And... Like a lot of things in the Army, it's complicated. Yeah. But uh, do we have a process for stray animals? Yes. Is it as seamless and streamlined as other places? No. Mm -hmm. But our goal is we do have, if there's a stray animal, we have a contract that come out and try to address it. But then we got to find them, and they have to be at a certain pace long enough. So what we're trying to tackle on the front end is not having people on our installation get rid of their pets. Yeah, we've been Yes. Why is that happening here more than other yeah. places? Well, it's not. It's just we're smaller, so it seems so like it's a huge mm. problem, right? Okay. Because we see it. Because okay. we yeah. see it. But that's that's what we're trying to get after. So we're trying yeah. to hold people, and then it's not to scare anybody, but yeah. hold people accountable. Because once yeah. they know you're accountable, they won't do it. Yeah. So we're going to find that stray animal. We're going to try to scan that animal to see if they're registered anywhere, and we're going to find an owner. Yeah. And then we're going to walk that. But to address the concern about stray animals is we have a contract in place, but if Corvus tells you it's not their problem, that is not true. Okay. Okay. It is yeah. so true in, Army in our housing, and then our Army housing office is going to work with you as well, yeah. and the MPs. And then it's if it's in housing, some one organization is responsible for it. If it's outside of housing, another one because yeah. of the money streams. And so that's why I said it's complicated. Yeah, so this is the first base I've ever been to. So being a army spouse, I didn't know how to find or if there was even Facebook pages mm -hmm. for anybody until my husband was like, yeah, you should probably try to look up for both pages on Facebook. And of course, I found the wives one right off the bat, mm -hmm. which again, brought multiple perspectives on good and bad. But my husband and I decided not to make any opinions about it until we sought it out ourselves and stuff. I tried to get a job beforehand. I interviewed about a month before moving, thinking that that was plenty of time in the civilian world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've learned that I still was living 
here for about a month without even hearing back if I got the job or not at the gym. And so I ended up taking on a new job at Fort Polk Elementary School. And I still didn't have any community because when my husband like caught onto the post and they did the in processing, they get all these papers and he was so excited he came home. I got all these papers to help us, but none of it helped me with community, if that makes sense. It could give me the Garrison app, it could give me how to go find the financial counselor, it could help me with finding the job readiness center. So and did you know you were invited to those briefs? No. Exactly. I had no clue. <laughs> and so at that point, I was like, thank you, this helps me, but how am I going to get into, like, what do, does this space offer? That I didn't know that there was Protestant Women of the Chapel. I didn't know that, like, I could go to meetings and financial counselors for free. So, like, you know, when you get married, you could possibly join accounts. And just learning about all of that stuff, being 25 years old and stuff like that. So... If those things are important to people and they don't even realize that it's all at their fingertips and can be used not just in me but anytime when you just want to learn more so that there was just a lack of that knowledge I think from the very beginning for the spouse side now my husband he had a sponsor coming here but like what about the spouse portion of it how who's there to help guide them when they feel like I was literally stranded in my house every single day just waiting and begging for my husband to come home because he's the only person that I knew here. Wow. So, and then I live around a lot of families that have kids and stuff and we don't have kids. So at that point, I didn't really feel like comfortable getting out and talking to them or whatnot. We introduced each other, but that was about it. So Holly's a prime example of what you and I talked to one time at the bus stop because you're so approachable. She is. So made you hear that? You hear that? Yeah. Can you repeat, can you repeat that? Can you yeah, repeat that, please? You're so approachable. She's. This is her first duty station. They're newly married and they're coming to Fort Polk. And then I feel like there's a big population of Hollies and Carolines that are coming here. And this is all that they have in their scene in their house and their mental health spirals. And that is what I've noticed as somebody who is kind of integrated in a different way into the community, that. Yeah. Because at the bigger, the bigger cities we've been to, I, as a new Army spouse, could still go and do the things that I always did at home. You know, yeah. I, I knew where to plug Target in. Target and... Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and then I figured out how to get into Army mm -hmm. world. And here, you don't have any of that normal stuff. And, you know, Target isn't a big deal until you're depressed alone at home and you can't go look at the dollar spot. Like, what about Starbucks? You got Starbucks and right. Coffee Cat, okay, right. both. But, okay, and both, and both, but I I don't support one or the other. Yes, That's, you, yes. you can get good coffee here now. Yes. yes. You can get coffee, yeah. But to your, to your point, okay, so what would you, what would you like on before you got here no matter whether you come in here or another army installation. Because the army, we can mandate your husband, or we can mandate the service member or service woman to do something or go to these briefings, go to these events. You will have you have to have a sponsor for the service member or woman, but we can't do it for the spouse. We can't. We can't order. I can't I as a commander can't make you. I can encourage. I can ask. Yeah, we're welcome. Mm. So when I was Freshly 21, married three weeks only, moved away from my hometown. I, my husband was like, you can go to these things with me. But that was at 
Bragg anywhere else. Nobody I've like ran into and been like, hey, did you do this and that? And they're like, no, especially here. They don't know new wives like coming in for the first time. Don't know that you are welcome to come to those. And I think the service members a lot of times think that they're protecting their spouse from all this boring stuff, this bureaucracy, like, don't worry, you don't have to come. So the service members don't know that their spouse can come. I've spent many times in the car because I don't know if I should go with them or not. And she's like, just stay out here. You have been in the car? I'll text you if you can come in or not. I'll text you. Bethany forgets something. I'm sitting out in the car not knowing if I can go in or not because he doesn't know. Okay, so here's a general rule in the army. Go. Go to every event and let me know if anybody turns you away. Let's learn now. But that's another thing of creating that environment or how does that environment get creative where spouses like want to beg their husband to be there. Yeah. Like, I want to go with you. I want to hear it, you know, and they push for that just as much as the, you like, know, the spouses. You can't sure. mandate them to come. You can't mandate me to volunteer to be there or as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. How do we make us want to mm-hmm. can there be quick, go ahead i'm sorry to cut you off but when you got here how long do you say you've been here about a year and a half about a year and a half July, so when you first got here did you guys do the family incoming did you do the welcome the, family family, welcome? the newcomers brief no so we because we do one for families no. so where you come in you get a they'll do a bus tour first and then the folks can come in get briefed by different agencies. So. I don't know if he knew, but I didn't know. Okay. It's mandatory for service members. Okay, she so sat in the did. car. <laughs> but I do want to ask, you know, the the soldiers are provided a sponsor. Is there a way to provide spouses a sponsor at all? Like, those sponsors could their wives or their partner, or I don't know how how that works honestly or if there can be voluntary people that yeah so know. here's what how the army is trying to solve that and we have not done a great job at it and it's through the SFRGs okay. and so when do you know which unit you're going to as a family and that's a problem across the army because sometimes you have the brigade you know what brigade you're going to you don't know what battalion or a company you're going to well here know they're going to 10th mountain and they think they're going to New York Fort Trump, right <laughs> so that's why the army created SFRGs is trying to bridge that gap. But I've heard this uh, a couple of times on how do we, can the army formalize a spouse sponsorship program? Can the army do that? And they're looking into it, but it goes back to, we can't compel force or demand. We can only request. So I, I think it's something that I wrote it down is how can we, how can we energize that because of this missing link? And it's happened in my 24 years of army service. We've never got it right because we can't crack the code. Now we can make the soldier go, and we do that. But the family welcomes, like Sergeant Major was talking about, is we we do it twice a month. And the last one we did on Fort Polk, we had to cancel because we had zero families come, zero. And I had you talk about incentive earlier. I had the commanding general with me, so you have spouses who have the opportunity to hear from the CG and his spouse, and you had all of the insulation there, but no one came. But he's so, it's so intimidating. Yes, like, as a, as Holly going and being like, oh, the CG is going to be there. Am I dressing yeah, that's properly? Not a am I, gonna, am I a... sitting correctly? Am I going to look the right way because this affects X, Y, and Z? So when his name gets put on stuff, it's it's more intimidating. So than... Major and I are there, and we're not intimidating exactly. at all. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But that's where it kind and of And he's is... not either. No, yeah. and he's not, right. Yeah. And when you get 
to see that in a personal level, but when you first go somewhere and you're like, oh, the CG's going to be there. Oh, I don't want to mess anything up. Oh, I don't, you know, and and I think it's more intimidating than sometimes it can be helpful. Yeah. I'll admit you were intimidating at first until I talked to you at the gym, and then yeah. you were very, yeah, just trying conversation so easy. Mm-hmm. But Which, I, again, that's why it's awesome it that was, y'all it was get out there. Tough, Smith. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you were pretty intimidating at first, too, but... Um, but that's the way you perceived it. Yeah, and okay. that's how everybody else... Yeah. Makes you feel. That's position. That's right, position versus right. so, the person. Yeah. Yeah. So I do agree. So <laughs> get back to your job because I don't want to lose this on on the, the struggle and challenges you had with employment. Because I think it's one of the things with spouses is we're, we're trying to enhance and do better. And we got a long way to go. But the army is serious about making sure that we try to minimize. We can't eliminate, but minimize as much turbulence as we can for spouses who come to. Um, to try to get employment based on their career fields. And so we're almost to the point where certain commanders can have direct hiring authority for spouses. So you don't have to navigate the bureaucracy that is USA Jobs, that is this resume process. Now you have to qualify for it, but once you qualify for it, like meet the minimum requirement, then commanders, it's being looked at as a pilot to have direct hiring authority. Now there's legal things with that, right? Because that's why there's a whole computer system that racks and stacks based on resume and there's a board. But to get after, that's how serious the Army is, is we're about to give commanders the authority to do direct hire for spouses. Because we have not figured out how we crack this code. We have a lot of spouses who want to work, but say it too, takes too long for me to get hired. Um, so you're, were you on USA Jobs? Yep, so okay. I called in advance, like probably in March, as soon as, like, as soon as I knew that we were going to be here said, what's available? How do I find jobs there? I interviewed on the phone while living in Indiana. And then he said, okay, you should hear back in two weeks. And then I called in two weeks and he was like, is there an update? And then he's like, well, you'll hear back in two weeks. I was like, I'll be there in two weeks. Can I meet you in person? So I did. He said, you'll hear back in two weeks. Okay. And then it just kept going. But then I went to the North Polk for an interview and got accepted right then. Yeah. Like, right then. So... We're also hurting for teachers, too. Yeah. yeah. But then she had a big licensing issue. Yeah. And you then, did? Yeah. It's a long story. We don't have they to had her volunteering in her classroom, yeah. not getting paid. So I turned in paperwork. They got me mixed up. My old last name is Jones. There's a Holly Jones and DeRitter, apparently. And so they thought they processed my paperwork. They didn't. Somehow there was a mix-up. And so then they said, they called me one Sunday. I was like, by the way, you can no longer be paid to work until your papers actually do get processed from Baton Rouge. They said it could take up to 30 days, then 45 days, then 60 days, and it literally took until the 61st day. And I finally got a text during marriage retreat, and they said, you're able to work and get paid now. So, but I volunteered for two weeks full-time, and it was training, so then I did half days. Because then my kiddos at that point. And then I left just because of admin issues, the school, like, corporation, and, like, so that's why we're hurting for teachers. And then, yeah, and then the process of that just takes forever. It just helped that I had a bachelor's in teaching. That made the process quicker. And then I went to the hiring event they have here for employment readiness and got a job the same. Like, I walked out knowing what job, where I'd be working, yep. basically my hours. You got hired on the spot. And then two weeks later, I was working. Yep. So... Though that I I always tell everybody go to that if you're looking for a job please go to that. Yeah. But to go through USA Jobs, you, 
can basically guarantee to wait two months. Yeah, and so, um, here, so here's the narrative, at least across the board for the Army, no matter where, it's, where you're stationed at, if you are a spouse and you're looking for employment, send your resume to the spouse employment coordinator that's in ACS. Every Army community service has a spouse employment coordinator. That is your first go-to for any employment. So you don't have to navigate all those challenges. And then on, that was on the spouse employment, and you, I was gonna say something else that you, and then if you have challenges with nobody calling you back, or where do I stand, or how long, you always wanna pick up the phone and call. Because sometimes, some we're all human, some error happened. And you just wanna make sure, hey, it's been a week, but you reach out to the spouse employment coordinator and their job is to make sure that they give you the resources, let you know what's available on the installation and off the installation. And then if you have problems with school as a teacher, every installation has a school liaison office. And so those are two things that you always ask for. ACS spouse employment coordinator, and if you have kids or you wanna be a teacher, you go to your school liaison office. And those are two hidden gems that not a lot of individuals know about. I did yes. accidentally come across the education liaison lady and within the matter of almost probably around 36 hours she had two interviews lined up for me and emails sent to me from those principals to me i didn't mean for it to come across but we were talking about the gym job and i brought up the bachelor's and she's like send me your resume like right now and i will find a spot for you so that that was good but i don't think a lot of people know i just just interviewed her and we were talking about how people don't know that she's there and she yeah. she can help everybody like skip 10 steps because she yeah. knows all the information. And Holly's great because she was going to figure out how to navigate that either way, right? But what can you say to encourage spouses who are not going to be a Holly and go get it and fight for what she wants to do? So that's why if everybody at least knows that every installation has a spouse employment coordinator that works for the garrison, and they have all of the job fairs, all the job announcements on and off the installation. There's, there's one at every installation. There's one. And so at some other ones that are smaller, there's one assigned at the next biggest one. But every garrison army installation post you go to has a spouse employment coordinator. Because one of our quality of life initiatives is spouse employment. And so that's why the army's invested in this individual and we hire this individual and they're certified to get after that. Is that in the part of the family, like, tour thing? It is. It is. We have, you know, Ms. Delgado. She's our spouse employment coordinator, and she talks about all the spouse employment. We so hope you enjoyed listening to that roundtable discussion with the Fort Polk Garrison Command Team. We want to encourage you to reach out to your own post garrison commander, and you don't have to host a roundtable discussion, but... Voicing your concerns, compliments, anything like that, being sure to put in us comments. Those are all really good things because as you can see, the Garrison Command Team is excited and interested to hear from you. And that makes their job easier because they know what the pain points are for people and what they can do to improve the quality of life on your installation. So we hope to do this again in the future and maybe do it at some other post. And if you're somewhere where you think you could help facilitate this or you want to be a part of the conversation, then reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Household 6 Podcasts. On Facebook, you can join our Facebook group, Small Army, the Household 6 Podcast community. And you can always find us at our website, household6podcast.com.
Until next time, we'll leave you with this. Leave your duty station better than you found it. Household 6 signing off.